you doing over there? Hmm? What are you doing over there? Uh, just, uh, I'm just getting ready. Were you going to start the show? Yeah, I'm good. I thought you were starting it. I'm starting it? Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. You're Jeff? I'm Hefe. Hefe. The boss. Joof. Yeah. Joof. Oh, God. <laughs> Never gets old, mm. dude. I am uh, Jacoby. You are Jacoby J- Joachim. Joachim. There used to be an NFL player. CJ will know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. His name was Jacoby Jones. Jacoby Jones. What mm-hmm. team? Uh, well, he played for the well, – he's a receiver. He played mostly mostly known for his role with the Baltimore Ravens. He won the Super Bowl um, with the Ravens, I think, in 2012. Okay. Uh, he re- returned a kickoff in the Super Bowl. Is that a thing? What's that? Is that a thing? Re- Why is that a special – Returning kick. <clears throat> I mean, returning kicks are is really hard. Okay. And I – Doing it on the biggest stage is pretty memorable. Returning kick- kickoff, like, like returning a kickoff for oh, touchdown. Oh, okay, okay. Beginning of the game, first play. No, it was oh. in the second half. Okay, okay. but it it, it helped uh, the Ravens come Win. back. Didn't yeah. they have a murderer on that team? I mean, if you consider Ray Lewis a murderer, I don't know. I mean, he like kind of ditched a bloody. Somebody died. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In Atlanta, around uh-huh. him, and he had a bloody T-shirt that nobody could find. How did they know the bloody T-shirt existed? Because there's a there's like pictures of him in it, but then they could <laughs> never find the but then they could never find the T-shirt and like a couple of his a couple of his like buds? his buds took the fall like kind of like took oh, the fall. Whoa, dude! I have some true crime stuff I want to talk to you about. I know that's not your thing, but definitely not a true crime. It's not really true. It is true crime. God dang it, son of a bitch! Anyways, you have a new house. I do. How and I went and saw it. Yeah. Dope. Did. You really? You think so? I really do think so. It's so, and you just the host, such a host. Oh, of everything but a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cool, man. I I didn't really get to see like the the yard and stuff that you live on, but mm-hmm. it, it's out there. Not out there, but it's it's got you know your neighbors aren't right up on you, which is nice. Which is super nice. Um, what size is that TV, dog? That's big. That's big. That's a big boy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you. I don't, why aren't you gaming on that? It's so big. Oh, there's no such thing as too big for video games. I always hear from like pro gamers that you don't oh want to play on too big of a screen. Is that why you play on that little dinky one? Yeah. It's because <laughs> like, you better? If you think about it, like you don't have like as much space to see from for your, sure. on your peripheral vision. Yeah, yeah. In the travel time. With your guns and everything, yeah. isn't I as mean, much. I mean, it's the same travel time. No, it's not. <laughs> it's probably not. But there's less to see. Like, there's For less sure. to see. It's more of a thing's working. Maybe that's out. just why I'm terrible. I'm always just looking, like, right here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just in my crosshair. I don't know. You if I'm get... getting shot from the side, it's over. I don't know. You get more kills than I do, so. <laughs> and we play basketball? We did. We uh, You came and uh, subbed in. Yeah. We play. So, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, which is probably most of you. Yeah. Which is... Uh, I got asked to join a three-on-three kind of church league basketball half-court co-ed. Co-ed, oh yeah. It's a lot of adjectives yes. for the league, but mm-hmm. I, but all of that matters if you play pickup basketball. Yeah. Like, is it full court or is it half-court? How many people? Mm-hmm. Three-on-three. Twos half- and threes. Yeah, twos and threes. No which finish is- time. It's clocked, <clears throat> um, which is kind of a fun aspect of it. I enjoy that because it's always so much of the basketball I play is pickup at the gym. Mm-hmm. First to 21 or first to 11. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. Continue. No, no, you're good. Uh, you came and played, which was nice. You added a real, uh, you added a really nice component of passing, mm-hmm. which we lacked before that. That makes because, me feel so good. Inside. Um, 
it was just a lot of me and Jesse and Will, mm-hmm. who were like the main people on the team mm-hmm. who score, like just kind of taking the ball and then just doing our own thing with it. Yeah. Whereas like you and I, especially in that first game. Yeah. Uh, it was just like. It was a blast. It was just pick and roll. Every t- I would set a screen and you'd either pop or um, or you would hit me on the roll. And they mm-hmm. literally they literally could not handle it. Yeah, it was awesome. I was so wide open so many times. It was was it Stacy? Yeah. There was one play where she had it on like the low post, right? And mm-hmm. I gave it to her and then I cut back around mm-hmm. and she kicked it to me for the three. And it was just like, yes. She's a really, um, so it's co-ed, so it's it's interesting because that's a dude. That's that a, poor woman. That is an interesting. Com- that's an interesting component that I've never really played. I've never played co-ed. Of, yeah. of anything. So Me having neither. so having like uh, having a a girl who's has to be on the floor at all yeah. times isn't is a weird. Yeah. It's kind of a weird component. Yeah. So, uh, but she played really hard. I mean, she hasn't had a sub in three weeks. Yeah, that's why I'm like that poor woman, dude. She. Went hard the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, and after the second game, she was like, look, we got to get me a sub. <laughs> Which, totally, absolutely. But there was one thing, you know, I've try, I've been trying to get this kid into basketball, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Like, me just saying, hey, you should play basketball isn't working. Maybe if she goes and sees me play, mm-hmm. she'll be like, whoa, that looks like fun. And she was like, Jake, can I play on your team? How do I play? What do I need to do? And it's like, there it is. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I remember like when I was on the sideline, I was looking across the gym and she's over there dribbling my ball and trying to work on her dribbles and stuff. Really? So I'm just going to stay silent Mm -hmm. and just silently encourage her through the hoop nasty dunk dunk. Hoop nasty dunk dunk. Uh, Did great the first game. Uh, Second game lost. And I I take in total blame for this. Why are you taking blame? Because I hurt my back on the first game. Mm. It still hurts. Really? I didn't know you. I didn't know you got hurt in the first game. Yeah. I tweaked my back. Um. I was getting frustrated, so I just drove up left hand layup. It was beautiful. Oh, I saw that play. Yeah, you it heard it. You heard it on that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was because nice I euroed, uh, and then like on one of the like twists, it, mm-hmm. my lower back went and kind of pulled uh, something. Yeah, euro puts a lot of stress in your lower back. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know what a euro step is, it's a big, they can br- see you, Jake. It's a big. Br- <laughs> oh yeah, we're recording. Hi. Um, it's I don't a bi- know. It's a, it. it's a big. It's a big broad Broad like step step. yeah and then you like rotate your you like put your weight and you kind of like lurch your weight Mm -hmm. all of a sudden and it it really does tweak your back yeah so for us being old guys yeah and then to go up Mm left-handed which is the opposite hand of for me but also i played two hours of basketball before i came and played with you so i that's what i blame and so on that first game, I'm feeling froggy. I'm like dishing it. I'm finding you guys. Yeah, you look really good. I felt awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. I felt awesome. You looked. That was the most confident I'd seen you on a basketball court. It was weird because mm-hmm. I felt that confident. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then I felt I tweaked my back and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" And I knew it was over after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the second game, they, they were playing a little more aggressive defense. Um, they were fouling a lot. A lot, a lot, um, to one to to the point where like I I'm jab stepping him, waiting for him to. I'm, I know he's gonna foul me, so I'm like waiting for him to reach. As soon as he reaches, I make my move, and he just claws me across my arm and chest, and I just stop and drop the ball. And I didn't even really say anything. And he goes foul, and I'm like yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, if you were gonna call it, I was gonna call it. No, you weren't. Oh, thanks, bud. Yeah, cool, man. <laughs> 
Yeah, that guy was kind of a D-bag. You just raked me, dude. And it turns out that dude didn't even play for that team. Oh, really? Yeah. I found out that later he plays for he plays for a different team that's not as good. Um, mm. Well, he could shoot. Um, yeah, yeah, he he could finish. Like he had he had a good like. Oh, I'm talking about the shooter guy. Oh, the shooter. That's who was on me. That's the guy that was yes. on you. Oh, I, was, yeah. I thought you were talking about the, the dude. other guy. No, he was super like his fart smell. He's a fart smeller for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, whatever. So we lost that game. We, we've played with quite a few of those guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, dude, uh, your dude was in the news this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, the guy that the guy that called me, I still can't. I still don't know which player he was referring to me as. Me neither. But so there's this guy, Jake, and I have talked about him, uh, and like he's he's a nice guy, and he always is just like, hey, can I play with you guys? Terrible basketball player. Um, but he's a he's a nice guy, and he's chatty. You know, mm-hmm. he'll just chat your ear off. But I saw this article about Vancouver opening a second stay safe. Uh, safe stay community uh where they're like these little pods for like mm-hmm. homeless people or, or not homeless people but like people who need a place to live turns out this dude lives in one mm-hmm. and it just made me really stop and think about just the interactions we have with people every day mm-hmm. i never would have guessed that this was this guy's living situation i could no. i could have tell told from like i could tell sorry i can't use words from some of the like the things he would say or things he would talk about that he's like has like a checkered past like mm-hmm. he kind of a, has alluded to that stuff yeah but never would i ever think that that was like his living situation and it's like it makes me think about like how do i come off to people <laughs> you know what i mean like mm-hmm. people would never like we don't know so much about one another um and there's no way to know that stuff right mm-hmm. but it's just like I'm not thinking any specific way about it. Like I need to be this or I don't need to be that. It just makes me think about mm. just interactions with people. Sure. Um, like even, even like, here's an example. Um, Will on your basketball team. Yeah. I was like, so, you know how I'm trying to figure out the connections here. How do you know this guy? And you're like, Oh, that was my best friend in high school. I don't know why, but I was like hundred percent. I get that. Like mm-hmm. well, in gay and just talking into him the little mm-hmm. time I did, I was like, of course that's Jake's best friend. And it's not like any other like thing from just like the surface level, but that seems like a, someone who would totally be like your best friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, yeah. but that's how he comes off. Right. Mm-hmm. Like just in the little limited interactions through basketball, I'm making these assumptions. Mm. Yeah. So he's fuck. Good, yeah. He's a good dude. I don't want to know what people think about me. <laughs> <laughs> so don't tell me. Okay. Yeah, but um, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, well, definitely. Um, so I I still don't know that guy's name, the dude who lives in the uh, safe housing. I only do because pods. of the article. Honestly, the other day I was thinking, man, I haven't seen that guy in a little while. I wonder what his name is. Like, I honestly was genuinely thinking about him, mm-hmm. and like we play with him all the time. I never know his name. Then this article comes out, and his name's in it. And I'm like, okay, now I know his name. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a nice he is a nice guy. Uh. He, I mean, if he's never said he went to prison, but the way he plays basketball, prison ball—that's what we call it. it. Definitely <laughs> is prison ball. Oh yeah, oh so, yeah. So I think he spent some time in the slammer. I mean, that dude, those dudes we played against at the church 
was mm-hmm. prison ball the way we were getting hacked oh up. Oh, my gosh. Stuffed a pumpkin no, I told, in my mouth. I told this to Kylie. I said, the two most chippy people I have, the two most chippy games, I like when I see an archetype, mm-hmm. like I know they're going to be very chippy. And one of those is, is Christian, like white Christian dudes oh, on really? the basketball court. I have never not played with them and have felt like, oh, you guys play by the rules. They are. I. Mm. I used. To, I have played at multiple churches. Yeah. And it's always the really well kept Christian dudes. Yeah. Who are always super chippy. They toe the line of like, we know that this is pickup, so there's not going to be fouls called, and so I'm going yeah. to make you have to call fouls. Interesting. Uh. I yeah. Don't that's know. another element to it that we mm-hmm. didn't talk about. Is it's calling your own foul. Sorry. Yeah. yeah we should have said that. So it's um. It's that's hard because when you're calling your own fouls, you don't want to be you don't want to be the bitch yeah, that calls fouls. Not. I wasn't going to be, and I wasn't going to be either. But it's like when you're losing, when you're losing, and you're and you're like, okay, I'm I'm not getting my shots. That sounds even worse. When you're losing, you're gonna start calling them. <laughs> well, like okay, so in the first but game, but we're losing because we're getting tore up. Yeah, like I could not. There was times I could not drive because yeah. I was getting like s- multiple arm bars yeah. across my forearms. For like sure. you can't, like you can't take a ball in yeah. with those under those circumstances. Yeah. So like, what are you going to do? Call it every time? And there's this no league? opportunity to score. No, like it's completely removed. Yeah. That's uh, but interesting. Like, but like big dude in the first game, we were we were playing with oh, a guy yeah, yeah, yeah. who was a big he was a big guy, mm-hmm. like a big big guy. Mm-hmm. And um, I love when you describe me like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> this guy was like. I mean, not only was he like he was he, was, than he me. was wide, he yeah. was taller than me. Yeah. So like when I he would like post me up, and I've got my hand on the small of his back, and it's like he's like one and a half times my width. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he goes into me. Yep. And he's not worried about lowering in a shoulder in no. a church league. No. Nope. He goes straight in my body. Yeah. And then he got me in the ribs really good and knocked the wind out of me. That's when you were driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he could see I was totally exposed in yeah. a 20-plus point game, and he decides that he's going to forearm shiver me in the ribs. Yeah. I I'm thought like, you were seriously injured. It, it scared me. That hurt like a mother. Thankfully, yeah. I caught my wind quickly. Yeah. yeah. But... At first, I thought I was legit hurt. Yeah. You think they were mad that you brought me? My team? No, the other teams. <laughs> I, I mean, they've always, like, when I showed up yeah. last week, they're like, oh, wow, Will, way to stack your, way to keep stacking your team. Oh, really? Because they had Jesse. So uh-huh. our team was undefeated prior to that second, prior to that game. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> but so were they. That's my bad. That's not your bad. Oh. No, it's not your bad. Damn it. But we get them next. We get them next week and the week after. So when you when you Wanna play on the twenty fourth, okay. we get them again. Oh, I'm gonna be ready for Dude, that. Dude, they picked up a random player. Oh, that's true. So don't don't they picked up somebody who was better? Oh, I than, don't feel bad. I feel bad for like, losing your record. Like I know who they replaced. Yeah. And we would have won if they hadn't brought that guy. Oh, in. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So I don't blame. I don't blame. Wait, you. was the not shooter guy the one who was brought in? Yes. The smell your own farts, dude. Oh, that makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I'm telling you. Gotcha. That guy, if that guy wasn't playing, we win. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and I, I'm not saying this like I'm some glorious basketball player, but you and I on the floor together who have played together, mm-hmm. who know each other's style, dude, I got you like three passes down low, wide open. 
mm-hmm. just to right right here. Whoop, think, whoop, think. Yeah. Like, there's nothing they could do. <laughs> nothing. That was a lot of fun. I, yeah. I'm so glad you came out. Yeah, that was cool to. That was the first time you and I did anything like competitive together. Yeah. Oh yeah. It felt really good because I. It's been a long time since I've been on a sideline for anything competitive like that. Mm-hmm. Um, last time was the last time I was in a basketball league and Jen said she was watching and the whole time. She's like, he can play in a league again. Like he's out there killing it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was mostly about like, do I still have it in me to be a positive coach? Mm. Not that I'm your guys' coach, right? But if I'm on the sideline, I want to be encouraging. I want to be coaching. I want to call things out. I want to, con- you know, encourage, right? Because I used to be a very toxic player and a very toxic teammate. Mm. So it was kind of nice seeing in myself like, oh, I still am awesome. <laughs> um, but no, it felt good to be on a team again and be encouraging and then to compete, really. To compete and have it mean something. Yeah. You know, we do it every weekend on video games, but mm-hmm. to, to have your body sweating and to be banging up against other people and making other people feel good because you're you're getting them open or to them to score and stuff it, it just felt good mm-hmm. Definitely. plus i love three on three it just leaves space in the court where you can oh, so operate much, so much space and like there's the, it's more one-on-one defensively um it's just i don't know i love it if i could play in a three-on-three court league like i would i would that's yeah. all i would do yes absolutely i would love it mm-hmm. i would love it um all i was gonna say during your b- christian bashing <laughs> <laughs> moment is uh then you haven't balled with seventh day adventists and i'm only saying that because cj and michael listen <laughs> but uh every time i've ever gone to like an open gym with those guys sweetest guys i mean you you do have the typical like over over exerter over like i'm fucking hot shit dude but for the most part those guys so it's it's just it's just, just non-denominated christians are dicks <laughs> well catholics uh, catholics um, okay, Catholic, here we go. You know, Catholic, this is I mean, gonna be a great episode. <laughs> I mean, I have a whole family that went to like Catholic private schools. Oh, okay. Dicks. Oh, yeah. When like it comes to sports, when it comes to sports. Comp- yeah. com- competition. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, not only that, because they think they're better than you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Catholic private school. Yeah. It's central. It's central Catholic. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I've grown up. I've grown up with it. Gross. I've grown up yeah. constantly being in their athletic shadows. Uh-huh. Like, because they played for like Central Catholic. They played for Central Catholic. Yeah. Where they played for. I had cousins in Oklahoma who played for like the best, uh, one of the best high schools in, in Oklahoma football, uh, football and swimming my cousin was a ended up being a collegiate champion swimmer oh wow but like yeah anyway it was it it always sucked like going to because like i enjoy sports yeah i enjoy playing sports like recreationally yes but it really sucks like every time like they would come out and we would play and there was always toxic well that but then also like all of the family will be like just admonishing the the pure athleticism (laughs) of (laughs) Gross, of them and yeah. then i'm like okay well, i'm just chopped liver yeah like, yeah 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 so no it maybe maybe it's just a uh maybe it's just my own little uh my own little biases insecurities that make, yeah it makes yeah. me um like look at make me go into the church league and thinking like oh my gosh they're gonna be super how chippy. many times have you played with them this is that was my second week second week okay okay i mean it was a blast thank you very much for inviting me um you're very welcome yeah, I'm I, like I'm excited. I was excited when um, 
like Will asked you to come back on Me the twenty fourth. So. Me too. I was like, this is great. I need to start a league. And then Will's like, do you want to play on the twenty fourth? I'm like, never mind. I don't need a league yet. I got I got some time. <laughs> uh, so it's good. It's good. It's a good warm up, right? Into mm-hmm. league play, into competitive play. Definitely. Um, before we get to whatever the hell you have that you said you got, did you get a new phone? I've had a new phone. Oh, okay. It looks like in really good shape right now and I, I thought it had to have just come out of the box <laughs> no i no i um i just cleaned it oh okay but. very nice uh, <laughs> before we get to your quiz yeah okay dude did you hear that travis barker and courtney kardashian got married i was gonna bring that i was gonna ask Were you, you? If you'd seen that. <laughs> you know what that does right what that makes tom the second most sane person in that band yeah you're not wrong yeah <laughs> Dude, it's like everyone's like, oh, my God, they snuck out to Vegas and got married. And I remember reading that. I'm like, dude, did you? And now I hear like they're like trying for like either surrogacy or IVF to like have a baby because you can't be with someone and not have a baby to validate your marriage. That's too bad because when they were talking, what made me think like, oh, maybe they actually are like a not a toxic Mm -hmm. relationship. They're like, you know, the one thing we like about each other is that they're both we're both such good parent like Courtney said this about Travis mm-hmm. and Travis said it about Courtney like we're such um like good single parents mm-hmm. and like our kids are our most important thing yeah. so then to to us and so we can bring that family like hopefully we can bring that solid family dynamic to the kids and we can be that to both of our mm-hmm. both of ours kids mm-hmm. and now I'm like okay you're trying to have another kid together and what does that do to the kids that you already have mm-hmm. like I don't know. It's just, it's some like, I don't care. I mean, it doesn't really matter, (laughs) but everything is on the line. Just like it was with the Will Smith slap, dude. It's just, well, I dude. He apparently, as soon as I said, he's never getting any, he's not getting any consequences. Literally everything. It's like my Ukraine predictions. Yeah. So wrong. Wait, what happened? That was like big trouble. Well, he got, he removed from the Academy. Oh, that was bullshit. Um, he's like, there was going to, um, He's off the pr- production of the new French Prince of Bel Air. Oh, he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had another. There was another um, series that he was going to be in. That like a producer or like an actor. The actor, and uh-huh. they, they cut him. They axed it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's he is starting to feel the consequences. So now. let me ask you this: like, as far as your predictions, you think in next year, Blazers don't win the NBA championship? Yeah, I don't think they're quite there yet. <laughs> Please. Sometimes I swear I'm in a simulator. Yeah. If I was like, if, if you I are was the a ki- key person for the for the universe for the God, it's like how should how should we orchestrate the world today? It's like mm, let's check let's check it on Jake. Oh, okay. Jits are gonna win it all. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> no. So like where I'm going with this is oh, like okay. we're all kind of like in a, in our own matrix. Okay. Like we're all living in our own reality and okay. whoever is controlling my programming uh-huh. is just like oh, okay. constantly fucking with me. Yeah. Like they made me a Jets fan, a Blazers fan, an Orioles fan, like yeah. the weirdest conglomerate of teams, but they're always perpetually. But also with the dedication of like not wavering from those three. Yeah, exactly. I can't <laughs> not be loyal. Yeah. And then everything I do is if that's a prediction turns out to be catastrophically wrong. Yes. And that's why. But the thing is, is like I say it with such conviction yes, and such like, like I, I'm like, it's not that I'm just giving out bullshit takes that I don't think about. No, like, you've thought about I it. I think about them. I do research on them, and I'm like, here is my prediction based on 
everything that I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Yep. Wrong. <laughs> Every time. It's so good. Kylie, well, Kylie, like legitimately, she took second in my um, fantasy football league this year uh-huh. uh, that I do with all my like my old work friends and stuff. Yeah. And she was like, because she used to always ask me for advice and I would give advice like I was legitimately thinking I was giving her good advice it'd always be terrible and yeah. being terrible like start this guy don't start this guy yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it would just it would be the exact opposite every wow. for years this went like this so finally she would ask me advice she didn't tell me this until after oh, the season no she would ask me advice and then do the opposite and she had her best season ever that's amazing. She finished the regular season with like the best record and the most points scored, and she lost in the championship game by like 10 points. That is amazing. Wow. Okay. So anyone who listens to this show should start betting and gambling on all the opposite of all your predictions. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't sports bet. Yeah. Because I would lose my ass. But if you sports bet and then I do the opposite of what you do. You will be a millionaire. double down, yes. we'll just split it. Yeah, but no, but that's the thing is that whoever my programmer is yep. will figure that out. Yeah, for sure. So we, you, you God have to damn. just, you have to do it, but not let me know that you're doing it. <laughs> I can't believe she did that. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. What do you got for a quiz here? Okay, um, so I was gonna see. This is gonna be kind of for our sports nerd friends. Okay. Um, I was just gonna ask you ten colleges mm. and if you can tell me their mascots absolutely not i couldn't even tell you 10 colleges you could tell me 10 colleges i mean like i would just name 10 states and i assume that they have colleges <laughs> university <laughs> of yeah, yeah that's, i mean that's a fair bet yeah see i win yeah oh uh, we could try okay okay uh okay we'll start with the national football the champion in the national in, in the the national champions for college football okay georgia is it a bulldog? It is the bulldog. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, number three in the final standings, uh-huh. Michigan. Wolverines. Wolverines. No way. Yeah. Dude, I know things. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. This one might be a little bit tougher, but okay. you'll know the college. Yeah. Ohio State. Oh, uh, Buckeyes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Notre Dame. Uh, Fighting Irish. Yep. So you're four for four. Wow. Yeah. This okay. is impressive. I'm mm-hmm. impressive right now, dude. Okay. It's Oklahoma. that basketball game we played. I'm just still riding that high. <laughs> Oklahoma. Oh, God. Oklahoma. I don't know. Uh, the Sooners. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, BYU. Brigham Young University. Mm. Isn't it the Cougars? It is the Cougars. Holy shit. How do I know these things? <laughs> what is wrong with me? Okay. I mean, now you're, dude, you're five or six. I, I, this is weird. This is a weird vortex. Like, this, how does this shit get in my brain? <laughs> what is hey, you're, leaving, you're, what is leaving my memory you, for this garbage? You have consistently really undervalued your recall memory, but you're, it's working right I, now. I'm astonished at this right now. Hmm. Okay, how more how difficult do I want to go for the next one? Uh, I thought you were going off of a list. Um, like down a list. Well, I was looking at the top 25 rankings. Oh, okay. Um at 10 of the season, LSU, Louisiana State University. 
Mm, aren't they like tigers or something? They are the tigers. Holy shit. <laughs> I guess I just know mascots and like imagery, dude. Mm-hmm. That is weird. All right. Six for seven. All right. Here's number eight. Okay. Um, Texas. University of Texas. Longhorns. Longhorns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Here's number nine. Okay. I can't believe I didn't get Sooners. That bums me out because I'd be perfect right now. Mm-hmm. You would be. You're trying to fucking throw me Kansas. off. Kansas. Oh, uh, Jayhawks. Yeah. Nine. Fuck, dude. All right, here's number 10. Uh-huh. Here's number 10. Um, Which one am I going to go with? I don't know. Duke. Uh, Devils? Or what Blue co- Devils? Blue Devils. Yeah. Yeah. Nine for 10. You're nine bitches. for 10. Hey, nice job. Nice job. <laughs> And the one I don't get as Sooners, isn't that like synonymous with like basketball? No. Is it? No. No. What am I thinking? You're thinking Indiana. Indiana, which is the Hoosers. Hoosers. There you go. Mm-hmm. Damn. See, I know shit. The Oklahoma would be difficult unless like it's a, unless when one, you're either a big fan of college football because mm-hmm. they're not really that good in basketball. Yeah. Um, or like history because Sooners was a mm, that's um, what I'm thinking was a was a call to like the people yeah. who like would rush out and try to grab land plots yes. in Oklahoma. Holy shit, dude! I feel like Jake Jokum right now. Nine out of ten is impressive. Smart, dude. I did not. I when you said like I don't know anything, I I thought I, didn't. I literally thought I didn't know anything. <laughs> well, congratulations! Wow, dude, I deserve a prize. You do deserve a prize. I'll just count Dimitri's gift. I was gonna to say, how about, a, how about a how about a cool ass sign? <laughs> Uh, also, thank you, Dimitri. I mean, we're halfway through an episode, and we're, you're getting thanked for this. <laughs> Super <laughs> random. Um, some guy, some artist, some artist made this sign and then posted it on his Instagram. And I thought it was like somehow he'd seen our logo and was like trying to like sell us on it. Mm. Nope, Dimitri had somebody make it. <laughs> so <laughs> weird, dude. He's he is that guy though. He's so that guy. Um, I don't know if there's a guy like him though. Like you can say he's yeah. so that guy, but it's just like he's just Dimitri. That's true. I don't know if there is a guy like Dimitri. He's weird. At my at my bachelor party when we were playing the Jackbox games, he just kept changing his name. And the one of the funniest ones <laughs> was he changed his name to Zinda. Uh, like he put two. So, so Austin, Austin was there. Austin was there, and yeah. Austin would put his name as Zinda. Yeah, and then. Randomly, one round, he changed his name to Zinda. Uh, yeah, like, like with two, two A's. Two A's. <laughs> and he's over there, like giggling. Yeah, and it's like the best it was, thing he's ever done. It was like the funniest shit he's ever said, he's ever done. And then I'm like, it, it confused everybody because nobody knew who which, Zindo, yeah, yeah. which Zinda was. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why he did it. Just yeah. facetious, which is hilarious. I love that. Um, so. Just in the world of politics, really quick before I get into anything or you know global issues, um, Russia's kind of pulling back in some certain areas. Mm-hmm. But did you hear them like bailing on uh, Chernobyl? Uh, I heard that they left Chernobyl. Do you know why? No, they were like digging trenches and getting like radiation sickness. Well, of course they were. I, I I feel so bad for for like Russian ground troops. Yeah, I keep hearing that they're like bailing. Mm-hmm. Desertion super high. Like, yeah. There's cases where they ran over a colonel who kept putting them, who kept like forcing them into like no win situations and their unit was taking heavily casualties. Yeah. So they just literally ran their commanding officer over with a tank and killed him. What a beautiful lesson on 
disinformation. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because they're being fed and told all these things, lies, from their government and getting there and realizing that none, nothing they've been told is true. Mm-hmm. And saying, fuck this. I mean, like, some some oh, of them. There's some still, of them, There right. still are a lot who believe the nationalist propaganda. For sure. Um, but I that's think what that... Have you seen, like, the big... Um, the Z, Z? The Z symbol? Yeah, what is that? It's... Uh, nobody knows for sure, but okay. it's like a... It's like it me. They think it means some. It's a reference to some Russian word that means like "go to victory" or something like that. Oh, okay. Like to victory, but hmm. it's become like a nationalist, um, pro-war symbol in Russia. Okay, yeah. It's just. Um, I mean, yeah. Obviously, I'm kind of making general statements, mm-hmm. but it's it's cool to see some fight back on disinformation. Oh yeah. Because there's, we've seen the use of it so prominently recently in the United States politics. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, not saying that they're, that is, that does not look good Mm-mm. for them and their military might and their, their strategy to, to capture Ukraine and take Ukraine, right? It just, it makes them look terrible. Well, I mean, they've had eight commanding generals killed. Really? Yeah. I mean, and that's just not a thing in modern, yeah. like, in modern day like you didn't lose i don't think the united states has lost generals in warfare since like the civil war wow when they were like when commanding generals were on the front line yeah but because morale has been so low the generals are having to like go out and try to drum up support well that makes them targets yeah uh and eight of them have have died oh my word the, the one general who said like we'll we'll take kiev in two days or like we'll we'll have kiev in some short amount of time, it was yeah. like two or four days or something like that. He was he was killed recently, um, like publicly said. Really, uh, like he like publicly said as before the war, like as the war was starting, we'll take Kiev in like four days, and then he was killed last week. So I mean, what do you it, think? It's tragic that, that there's that much loss. Tragic. Like, it's okay. tragic that you know these lives are being lost for li- literally nothing. Yeah, like, nothing. Yeah. Um, hmm. but, um. I think about it. I mean, just this 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 push and this use of disinformation, and then kind of the revelation from individuals and the consequence, right, mm-hmm. of of disinformation. Because we all see and we all know what disinformation looks like now, mm-hmm. like especially on the scale in which it's been used in the United States, for sure. And we're always wondering, like, what is the true consequence of this? Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like a, a little case study of what can happen. Yeah. For you get sure. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I don't know. Like I think it there's a lot of ways you can you can take it. Immediately where my mind went was like, okay, well let's compare it to other conflicts. Yeah, yeah. Um Okay. So what has been like the United States's what have been soldiers' views of warfare mm. where we have mm. been like kind of the the aggressor I mean, if you look at it historically like objectively yeah. we were the aggressor nation in vietnam right even though we said we were there to protect south vietnam like of course, we that's insert, what they're doing in ukraine protecting we in, ukrainians we inserted ourselves yeah into um conflict. In, into that conflict yeah and so like how do for rightfully or wrongfully, I'm not making like I'm not making a normative statement about Vietnam as a war, but right. how did our soldiers were consistently told like the North Viet Cong were X Y Z, and then a lot of 
there was a lot of instances where you're not you're fighting children you're yeah. fighting women yeah um and what the enemy that you told you've been told mm-hmm. this is the enemy and then when you actually face them they look a lot different and yeah. act a lot different than the way you were told to mm-hmm. like i guess how um did us can i mean maybe it's an individual basis mm-hmm. but did more i mean was morale dropping because of casualty rates was it dropping mm. because because of the reality on the ground right. was much different than how they thought they were going in the, the situation they're going into mm-hmm. so i'm just trying to think like okay so it doesn't from the history that i remember reading about vietnam is yeah. I, it's we're not we're not seeing the mass defections we're not like the United States didn't have the mass defections right, right. in any of its recent wars right. that Russia is experiencing now. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, why, like, why is, mm-hmm. why is that? Yeah. And it, I know it's not like we, we've never been Russia to Ukraine. Right, 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 right. To like Iraq or Vietnam or mm-hmm. whatever, because those aren't exact, those aren't parallel, like right. really parallels. Um, but maybe it's like, I think there's a difference there, and I remember st- uh, some studying, some studying that I had done in in college mm-hmm. in political science and like uh, psychology of war. It's like countries uh, who are um, democracies. When democracies go to war, they go to war far more totally than oh, like autoc- okay. than autocracies do mm-hmm. because there's so much more investment in the nation state. Yeah, because we view the government in the country as us like we are part of it right because yeah. there's that ownership there with uh representation mm-hmm. and democ like so democracies are slower to go to war but when they go to war they go to war far more totally so i think there's much more buy-in right amongst um so like american soldiers mm-hmm. or soldiers of democracies than you see in like in russia which is more of an autocratic state where i don't know how much of a real buy-in there is with the government yeah. because they may not identify with it. Like, yeah, they're right. Russian, right? But right. they're fighting on behalf of the Russian government. And do they see their, do they see their goals as aligned with mm. that of the Russian government? And I think that when things go south in, in time, like in the war and the fighting gets more tough, mm-hmm. or you're not, you're not necessarily believing in the mission, you're much more like, I think that's why you're seeing more defection per se. One yeah. is because I think they're, they're the veil of, of uh, disinformation, like the veil that yeah. disinformation has caused is starting to come off and mm-hmm. people are like, we are, wait, we're the bad guys. But two, <laughs> I th- imagine? But, but two, I think there's also, uh, I think at the structural level, yeah. there is, I think there's a, a comparison that can be made between like looking at the form of government and the type of fighting, um, mm. or the buy-in that soldiers will have yeah. to, to certain conflicts and that uh, that book, uh, Just and Unjust Wars, kind of touches on, on yeah. similar themes. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a really long winded answer. But yeah. I hope somebody I hope if you're listening, you took something <laughs> from that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's so it's 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 gross. The war is gross. Right. War is gross. Um, but it's. I don't know. Can you imagine? Like, I try to put myself, and I, there's no way I could ever do it, but putting myself in that situation of like, just, it's different. It's different for us. There's no really no comparison that we that we can talk about. We can look at historically and try to make comparisons, like you were you mm-hmm. were discussing. But we're living in this time, right? And yeah. and, and we're seeing this disinform- disinformation. So we kind of 
won't know really until we're removed from it. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just awesome because and awesome in not like the cool, sick, rad way, but just awesome in the magnitude of which disinformation is used to govern a country and now being realized like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, we are the bad guys. Well, not only that, but I think that it gives. I don't know. Like it's it's it is int- it's interesting to me because like you're once you become once someone becomes faced with actual reality, like you can you can convince somebody yeah. of pretty much anything if you control media and you control the space that they're going to basically live in their whole lives, right? If yeah. someone never left Russia and all they did was just um, hear about Russian. Uh, hear from here to get their sources and source of news from Russian media. Yeah. Like, their, their reality is never really going to be challenged, yeah. right? Unless Russia gets invaded. Mm-hmm. So if they just sit comfortably in their home in Moscow and they never go anywhere, yeah. like that's going to be their reality. That, that's really going to be their reality. But it's interesting, like how fast disinformation, like how fast those created realities fall apart mm-hmm. when they're actually challenged with real world consequences when that disinformation yes. is met with the real world and there's legit consequences for you formulating your strategies and your behavior based off of lies yeah how fast that falls apart yeah and how does how disastrous a consequences it is because you're not making when you're making decisions based off of facts that are spread through dis that are created from disinformation and have no basis or roots in reality you're you're so prone to mistakes, mm-hmm. right? Because you're not you're not you're not dealing in reality. You're just not dealing yeah. in reality. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking like, okay, so what? How how much further can the tr- like the Trump apparatus yeah. continue to operate yeah. until it literally meets the road of reality? Like, yes. eventually, reality will catch up. Mm-hmm. In what what will that look like? I guess what will that look like? And I like? think that's kind of what I'm kind of enjoying. Not enjoying, but yeah, I'm using these words in in other with other meanings, right? But it's it's interesting because you and I have talked about interacting in this created space of the internet, right? Mm-hmm. And being detached from reality and and saying that Joe Biden is just being fed microphone lies in his ear, right? These are these insane conspiracy theories that are in created space that we can in on the internet we can say that they're happening where you know it, there's no real ramifications but then when you say that on the internet in your echo chambers that the election was stolen and that we need to go and get it back and then in reality what that looks like is insurrection mm-hmm. even with that consequence in reality it wasn't a maybe it wasn't a big enough consequence to really check people because mm-hmm. there's still continued insanity mm-hmm. which with war you have this space you're you're living in that space that you were talking about of understanding how your world as a russian is and then you are in the military you go and fight and that reality is not real yeah i mean life and death war yes. there's no you're you're not hiding anything yeah. there that is like 
the closest to reality. Yeah. Like that, that becoming, that is the reality, like that is the reality and that's going to throw off any veils of, yeah. um, of, of, I, I don't, any facade yeah. that exists over what is right, what is good, mm-hmm. what is, what you believe like that changes once those bolts start flying. That's a great point. Um, so, so maybe that's where we need to get a civil war. I mean, I'm not saying that that's where we need to get, but mm-hmm. it's like, Nobody seems to comprehend fucking reality unless it's a life or death situation in this era, Mm -hmm. right? We can draw historical comparisons, which we've done a little bit, but this is different because there's disinformation and there's complete lies and fabricated realities that people are choosing to believe and live in. Mm -hmm. And then once you realize, oh my God. I've been fighting for the orange man who is completely insane. The reality that was constructed by Team Orange isn't real. Once I'm dying, was it worth it? It's, it's. I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I, I, get, it, I get what you're saying. Like for Russia, it, for some Russian sh- soldiers, and, and you would have the same thing for Team Orange. It's like they're going to be like, oh, my God, this is what am I doing? This is not worth my life. But countered that, you're going to have those who are saying, absolutely. Like, you've seen him on my flags. That's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> I mean, there was there was enough to go and try to overthrow the Capitol. That's right, right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think you're going to have, there's always going to be a spectrum of of believers, right? And people yeah. who buy in. Um, and there's always going to be radicals. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the Nazis... The Nazi, the 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 Reich had people to their to the to its very collapse. Yeah, still believing in True. Hitler. True. Um, but but it's, we... it's not it's not um you can't formulate a country you can't formulate a government yes. like that that's not it's not sustainable on the long term like it, that's it, what it, I think it can it yep. can exist in small pockets but in terms of taking over an entire society yeah it, it it's that kind of that kind of stuff, that kind of disinformation, it doesn't last long. And I think that's kind of what I've learned from this is the sustainability of a state ran through or not ran through, but the state continuously using disinformation and manipulation on its own people. Mm-hmm. Like how long can that really last? I eventually like, I mean, um, empires, rise and and fade like the tide yeah and like (laughs) maybe for it to actually break in like we didn't we were so lucky that we didn't have a catastrophic outcome from the four years of trump yeah that we somehow managed to sidestep legitimate like massive wars Mm -hmm. like we were very close to going to war with iran right very very close right very close to going to war with with new with North Korea, which would could have triggered something with China. Any of these could have triggered yeah. who knows what kind of responses. The world's a powder keg right mm-hmm. now, and um, may, maybe it's not a civil war, but like reality, like needs to get. I mean, people need to get slapped around a little bit. Yeah, unfortunately, because I I just I think that their view of the world, the way their view of, that the world works. Mm-hmm. So like the way they think that way they think policy should be enacted, how they think the president should act, they, how they think America should act internationally, 
is all very much based on tweets. Um, well, yeah, and, fucking and, memes and misinformation, like misinformation, yeah. like that stuff that's not reality. Yeah, and so they want their leaders to enact these policies that are just not—they're not sustainable in the in the real world, right? But they're not going to realize that until those policies fail, right? Or affect them in a way that they hadn't anticipated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, maybe it's them retaking power and then just literally destroying the American empire. Yeah. And then we can build and then we can build back. I mean, that kind of calls back to that four phases of uh, civilization book that I was talking about and kind of looking into a little bit. Mm. Like we have to get to that point before we can kind of reset, which is fucking terrifying. I mean, England, England, the UK ran its country into the ground. Yeah. Fought multiple world, like fought world war one, Primarily to keep a hold of its its colonial holdings, right. which was an economic system that was not sustainable any longer. They kept fighting, trying to put down wars of independence all around Africa, India. It was it was bleeding the the country dry. <laughs> yeah. But because of antiquated ideas of we're England, mm-hmm. we rule the waves. The sun never sets on the British Empire. Mm-hmm. These very nationalistic. Um, ideas that were so ingrained in in both leaders and the public Mm -hmm. they held on to their detriment to the point where they lost their seat as the world superpower that's a great point i mean the soviet union did the same thing until chernobyl literally turned them on their heads Mm -hmm. and and exposed the rotten underbelly of the soviet union yeah and then all the money they dumped in to try to um prove that it wasn't like try to downplay it Mm -hmm. like eventually they couldn't hide chernobyl anymore yeah there's certain things you cannot hide. There's certain realities you cannot run from. That's a great point. So eventually, all of this will come, but to, at what cost? Like, yeah. right? That's the shitty thing is we're living in this country. I don't want to have to pay the costs of, of the Trump idiots. Yeah. But maybe that's the way we're <laughs> we're going. But, but unfortunately, like history is full filled with tragedy. People who mm-hmm. who met ends that they didn't deserve. Yeah. All the poor innocent people who have been killed in Ukraine. Like they didn't deserve that. Like there is literally, ma- they found mass graves outside of Kiev. I know. And like suicide type execute, or sorry, execution type, um, just bodies tied mm-hmm. up, bound, shot, point blank. Yeah. It's fucking, fucking gross. It's terrible. Yeah. <sighs> True crime. You want to go there? But- I watched a really cool biographics the other day. The British guy oh, that everybody was shitting me on. Yeah. Anybody who's interested in a murder castle <laughs> in Hungary. Uh-huh. Uh, What's a murder castle? This uh, Hungarian aristocrat mm-hmm. in like in the 1700s. Her name was Elizabeth Bathory. Okay. She was a she was a she was part of the Hungarian like nobility, mm-hmm. and so she was like her husband owned uh, a lot of the land, and there was a castle on it, and they were just like murderous assholes well he died fighting the ottomans and so basically she was just left alone in this castle and she had this like these these servants who also shared her sadistic side okay and they would they would bring in servant girls from the local like from the local villages and then just like basically torture them and kill them well nobody turned a blind eye because they were village they were like serfs and villagers Mm -hmm. commoners couldn't bring charges against uh the the nobility the nobility in the austro-hungarian empire until she ran out of village girls Uh-oh. to uh, to See, murder. Now, no one ever knows when to stop. So then they were like, well, how do we get 
more girls. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we'll start. We'll say that our castle is a boarding house for the aristocracy's uh, children. Yeah, and so the aristocrats from around Hungary started send- sending their daughters. Well, when those girls died and didn't come home, that's when people started asking questions, and that's yeah. how she ultimately got caught. But like. Dude, the stuff that was going on in that castle, man, like it's crazy. So you only like true crime when it's historical. Yeah. Okay. There you are. There you are. Yeah, I don't really care about modern stuff. Why? It's just boring. How is it boring? You're living in the time, dude. There was a. I loved our senior hist our like our history club T-shirts, the ones that we made with the Truman quote. Yeah. That those were cool. I really wanted one from the year before uh-huh. that said, uh, "You were you're you'd be much sorry, but you'd be much cooler if you were dead." Oh, I hate that. Really? I hate that. Of course you like that. But that is you. You are the the you are the you know, the poster child historian, dude. So eh, maybe. No, you are. Okay. Well thank you for that title. <laughs> uh so I started listening to um a true crime podcast. Um I don't know why. But I was like but texting Which one? Serial? I don't know what that one is. Yeah, it's just like an OG one, right? Okay. And I was listening to the first season, which is about one one crime, maybe like an episode or two away from finishing it. Mm. And uh, I got to be careful about how I approach this topic. Why I think about <laughs> becoming one? No, I'm just thinking about occupation and stuff like that. Okay. Oh. Yes, thank you. There you are. Um, so there's some things I've thought about, like, through watch listening to this show and kind of watching other like true crime documentaries making a murderer things like that sure so i'm thinking about the justice system and i feel like in all of these cases that i'm reading or or listening about or watching mm-hmm. we've come so far from a place of like innocent until proven guilty yeah. And I feel like so many times in these in these criminal cases, like it's on the defense to prove that they didn't do it. Mm. Well, right. That makes yeah. sense. But yeah. but instead of like the, the prosecutor saying this, he is innocent until proven guilty. Show me why he's guilty. This is not a coming across the way that I had said it in my head. You're so you're basically like. The burden of proof yes. in reality yes. ends up being on the defendant yes. where it should be on the prosecutor. Thank you. That's why you're here. No, that's you always usually, say things the way that I'm, I think them. <laughs> I feel like our roles are reversed. Usually you're the one putting sus- my my word salad in, <laughs> into a succinct sentence. That's exa- and then that's how I said it earlier when I was talking to someone else about it. It's, it's exactly it. The burden of proof is on the defense when it shouldn't be, right? Mm-hmm. Because the, the system is designed for innocent until proven guilty. Yes. And there's just... I, I think about the psychology of court. Now okay. I'm not a psychologist. I'm I'm not even ever in a courtroom, right? Mm-hmm. I just am watching and kind of observing from secondary, third person, mm-hmm. bird's eye view. Yeah, yeah. filters, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that that's, there's something to this idea of the court system where. The burden of proof is supposed to be on the prosecutors to show that they're not innocent. Mm -hmm. That is their job. That is what we all understand is innocent and proven guilty. 
So prove that they're guilty. But then I think about like the pomp and circumstance of court. Mm-hmm. The standing up when the judge is coming in. Mm-hmm. The standing up when the jury is coming in. Now you have a turn. Now you have a turn. To me, it just seems like such a fabricated space. That all is. To, for what? A have, game? Have you ever stood in front of the White House? No, Jake, you know oh, this. Oh, I know, I know that. <laughs> okay. If you've never stood in front of the White House, uh-huh. you have that same feeling. Like, when you stand in front of the White House yeah. for the first time and you yeah. look at it, you're like, that's just a fucking house that's painted white. Yes. Like, but yet, that's such a that's such a symbol. That's a great comparison. A great comparison. Mm-hmm. It is a symbol. It doesn't mean any. It really does. In reality, of time and space, yes. it means literally nothing. Yes. But we assign it so much weight. And in this house mm-hmm. happens all of this construction of legislation and policy and... Uh, Which is all man-made things. Right? Yeah. But it's all... Uh, through all of this song and dance, there are things that have real-world ramifications outside of this god house Mm -hmm. and in the same sense of these these true crime stories in these courts outside of this god building of the courts where everything is ceremonial Mm -hmm. there are real world ramifications there's somebody's life on the line either they're going to get executed through being found guilty or 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 they're going to spend their life in prison Mm -hmm. but before we decide all of this, let's dance. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. It's weird rituals, right? It's weird, dude. And it, it bugs me hmm. because it's this, this it's created space of here's how, here are the rules of this space, operate of the rules, but let's all really discuss whether or not this person is guilty or not. Mm-hmm. Like, what would it look like? I, I understand there needs to be rules, right? Yeah. There's certain things that you cannot do and in, in trials and in courts, and there's rules of, of engagement, if you will. Mm-hmm. But what it really comes down to listening to this podcast is like a game between the, the attorneys trying to manipulate the jury. Yeah. That's fucking scary, dude. Like... God forbid I ever am like, there's a window of, I can't remember where the fuck I was, and a crime happens, and somebody says, I think it was Jeff. And they say, where were you? I'm like, fuck, man, I can't remember. My name's not Jeff, it's Joof. My name's Joof, technically. (laughs) (laughs) I think you mean Joof, you're mispronouncing that. (laughs) Wrong guy. (laughs) Wrong guy. Um, But do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do. It is weird, like, it's weird, like. It's so weird that I was think I was thinking about this like right is mur- murder uh-huh murder yeah murder we can all pretty much collectively say murder is I don't bad. like how you're saying that murder 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 <laughs> you gotta tw- twist your mustache <laughs> I don't know if I, I have a- murder or do this murder <laughs> okay so murder okay if, murder uh, is, you sound like a bird dude we all can we all can pretty much universally say like murder is bad yeah right and murder should be punished right so we've created this whole institution with all of these norms and like and like proceedings and the judge is going to wear these black robes yes the robes and you have to be dressed up in a suit 
and um you're right like everybody takes these turns and there's like there's very much this yes as you called it a pomp and circumstance this is very like a very official proceeding yes just to decide the fate of somebody who we're defining their we're we are deciding their fate based on rules and norms that we've made up yes because the 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 orbiting of the earth doesn't give a shit nope that the stars this, don't care that this guy um committed whatever crime yeah it could be anything stole right? a car yeah so this guy's gonna go to prison moves five to ten years of his life oh my god pay all this money in like restitution because we have decided that that through our our own like everything layers and layers and layers of constructed reality and mm-hmm. constructed everything have decided that this is what the punishment is for that yeah where in reality like in actual like time and space murder is only bad because we say it's bad right but like but when is murder okay there's been times like is, is mur- like how do we consider murder like how do we define then murder yeah is all killing murder yeah because clearly we don't think so war right doesn't have consequences mm-hmm. or war like you're a war criminal, but we can't. We actually don't have any mechanisms to try you as a war criminal mm-hmm. because there's no international government. Right. So you really can get away with whatever it is that you want to get away yeah, with. Yeah, but you're going to be shamed for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, you can kill in self-defense. Yeah. In the United States, yeah. as long as you can prove self-defense. Yeah, defense wins championships. So it's yeah, it's just <laughs> weird. I can't imagine. Like, I've never been in court. I never yeah. watched court. Yeah. But I can imagine that's a pretty trippy. Like, with all of that shit running through your mind, like, mm-hmm. why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> and everything you're doing is judged. Like, the, the, the story I'm listening to, he's talking about, like, being conscious of how you're sitting and how you're responding. And let's say, like, this was brought up to me in the discussion I had earlier today. It's like, let's say you hurt your back playing prison ball, right? Mm-hmm. And now you got to go to court. And you can't stand up whenever when the judge comes in because your fucking back hurts because you were just crossing over some fools, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now everyone's judging the shit out of you because you can't stand up. Yeah. And now that's going to change the perception of whether or not you're guilty because the ritual is that you stand. Mm-hmm. But basketball is more important than rituals. <laughs> well, basketball has its own rituals. There's so many things that play into judgment. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But you have to appear a certain way. Yeah. The United States has to appear a certain way mm-hmm. to be successful. Yeah. Or to operate in a space mm-hmm. that's created. Yeah. Do you do you act differently when you wear a suit versus wearing just normal street clothes? Mm. See, and I've been thinking about this a lot too. Like, dress for the job you want, not the one you have. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So... I went to an event at work. At work, I just wear slacks and a polo. That's it. Mm-hmm. But then there was an event. It was kind of a more professional event. And mm-hmm. I was doing nothing but like production, video production and audio production for the event. But I wore a tie and a dress shirt mm-hmm. and tucked it in and yeah. wore a belt. Yeah. Why did I do that? Because it's the norm. Dude, it's so stupid. It's dumb. Mm-hmm. And I... You know, we're expected to behave a certain way when we're dressed like that. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Do you act different? Yes. You I do? Like, I like code like code switching and language. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. I feel like dress is the same way. Okay. Interesting. I want you in a suit next time. 
Okay. I'll show up. <laughs> I'll show up dre- like dressed. Dressed, dressed to impress, up. and so we'll see what the podcast comes out as. No, it's the one episode that like goes viral because you're wearing a fucking suit. <laughs> I had a, and you act different. <laughs> I had a really like so everybody I work with because I work with our friend with Matt Reeves. Yeah, yeah. I guess he showed up to work, and it's a very relaxed office oh, atmosphere. You can wear jeans. Shut up. Yeah, I can wear jeans. I can wear what? like a t-shirt. It's just no shorts. That's the only thing. No shorts. I mean, I love shorts. But what? I know. Very. Is this a COVID thing or always thing? Always thing. But apparently, Matt showed up for his first week straight wearing literally like a three-piece suit. Because he was like... That's he, adorable. He, and so everybody... And like, even though he showed up the first day in a suit... Yeah. He didn't... Um, he looked around and can saw everybody else wearing normal street clothes. Yeah. And continued to still show up in a suit <laughs> until finally someone pulled him aside and it's like dude you don't have to keep wearing a suit and it's the funniest thing because everybody is dying to tell me because they know i'm friends with matt they're like you have to hear our matt <laughs> our version of in matt matt in a suit story I, so i, I oh was my. very cognizant of that yeah like i wear i usually will wear slacks and like a polo okay i dress a little bit better than the office average mm-hmm. but um i am so glad that i got that because f- i would have shown up in with a in a, at least a dress shirt and a tie. Oh, okay. But See, then, I feel like I need to be wearing that. I hate, I hate being overdressed. Yes. I also hate being underdressed. Yes. So it is always a very delicate dance about. I always like being slightly better dressed than the median. Yeah. But not overdressed, and then not not underdressed. <sighs> Shit, man. There's a guy I work with. He always wears a nice dress shirt and slacks, and I feel like everybody's dressed like that, right? Mm-hmm. But. So I feel underdressed all the time. Mm. But also Does that I'm, change your behavior? N- <laughs> Come on, dude. Nothing changes this. You can't phase this. Dog. Well, fair enough. <laughs> uh, no, I just feel insecure about my body anyways. So that's why I kind of wear like the same thing over and over because it's like I don't feel comfortable when I'm wearing. But then I, the other day I wore a tie in the dress shirt and I felt fucking awesome. Yeah, because you're wearing like you're wearing nice. You're wearing nicer clothes so that that changes i feel like that changes your behavior but i feel almost insecure more insecure about what i'm wearing like because of how i I think i look Mm. but then i feel better dude it's a fucking don't get in here dude it's dark (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i mean everybody's got Everybody's got shit. I mean, that's what the podcast is saying, dude. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a dark side. Oh, is that really? Just saying. You've just documented that shit, Jake, so you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, the whole um, true crime yeah. phase. Yeah, it's stupid. Everybody's on it, man. Dude, don't. Ky- don't. Kylie, Are you trying to shame me? No. You're doing it. <laughs> Kylie, one time we drove all the way to the beach. Yeah. And I had to listen to multiple episodes of Crime Junkies. Have okay. you ever listened to Crime no. Junkies? Uh, Elizabeth, not, okay. Elizabeth Let me just Flowers. say this. I'm not a true crime podcast person. At least like I wasn't. Are. Oh, fuck, I mean, you're listening to one. Yeah, go ahead. You're like listening to the most, uh, mostly all of one season. I mean, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> no? I, just, I mean, t- to each their own. I mean, if it was historical, you'd be into it. Well, yeah. It is historical. It happened in like 2004. I mean, technically that is history, but uh-huh. I don't know. Like, 
the murder castle is one thing. Mm-hmm. But like what some unhappy husband does in like some random town in you Kansas. Mm-hmm. You don't care? No. Oh. I it's like, yeah, that sucks. But what is it? Why is it captivating for so many people? I don't know, man. People, is it the psyche? people love that stuff. I know they, and I do too. Like I used to, I love like um, uh, f- forensic files and uh, unsolved mysteries and Boring. shit like that. No, they it's never so solved good. the mystery. In unsolved mysteries, they do in forensic files. Oh, do they? Yeah. So you don't even know, dude. Pop it's the like, brakes. It's all the same thing. Like I want to. We're gonna go find Bigfoot, and then never find. Oh, that's Bigfoot. way different. It is not different. That, you're not seeing me. Seeing me fucking listen to. Bigfoot podcasts or podcast shows. Okay, you're or, just sorry, listening Bigfoot to shows? this. You're listening to the slightly more Grounded, educational, realistic version of <laughs> a podcast hunt or Bigfoot hunting. Yes, is that what you're really paralleling mm-hmm. that? With? Pretty soon, you're going to be like, "Have you heard of this thing called the Loch Ness monster?" Let me tell you about Nessie. Tell I'm going to show you all of the all of the things that they're trying to cover up. About I would the Loch do that. Ness monster. I would do that, but you can't disprove it. <laughs> True, I can't disprove the existence of of a of a prehistoric dinosaur that's living in Loch Ness. That's history, dude. I mean, the history around the the, I I th- I would find the history around how the Loch Ness monster myth got created. That's interesting. Okay, what about the Bigfoot? I would find it interesting, like if someone did a dive into, um, like the scope and scale of mass murders of like serial killers in the 1980s, and like tracked its rise and fall. What? That would be cool. But individual cases, you just want I don't, fucking. I don't really find individual cases to be like interesting to me. But like, you just want macro data. Yeah. <laughs> what? See, that's interesting. Why? Because that, that tells me more answers than just like, oh, I wonder, I wonder why this dude took a hatchet to his wife. Okay. okay. Why did this guy kill a bunch of prostitutes? Okay. I don't know. doesn't matter to me. What it does matter to me is why they seem to start in like the 70s, went through the 80s, and then seemingly stopped. And now we're dealing with a different kind of epidemic. Uh-huh. They're not serial killers. They're now mass shooters. Right. So when did that switch and why did that switch? And maybe tracking the mac like the macro data. That sounds like a badass podcast, dude. You that need to start that. Like a much more interesting topic than learning about than the fifth hundredth podcast <laughs> about the Green River Killer. Who's that? The dude from Seattle. Oh, I don't remember. Anyways, that sounds like a dope ass show. You should do that. Yeah, it does sound like a dope ass show. Do that research. No. Dude. You're trying to get rich or what? I just did a bunch of research on disinformation campaigns for um, to the Republic. Did you? Mm-hmm. What a great topic to start the show with. Yeah, I know. I was actually going to say something. Were you? Yeah. But then that's I was like, awesome. oh. Like, what? Well, Small you better world. listen to freaking to the Republic because that sounds dope as shit. Airing tomorrow. Is it airing tomorrow? Is mm-hmm. it every Thursday still? Or like? Uh, no, just the, f- it's the first, first Thursday. Thursday. At and noon? Then, at noon. Okay. None of that's changed. Nope. Perfect. Perfect. And then it's re-airing um, Friday. Uh, the, no, sorry, re-airing the la- the fifth because there's five Thursdays apparently mm-hmm. in April, and oh. it's going to air on the. F- they're going to re-air it on the fifth Thursday. That sounds like a dope ass show too. Mm-hmm. You're just coming up with all this hot content, and I need it. We cool. need it. The world needs it, and you're just withholding it. I um, 
I have so for our um for our uh anniversary? No. Oh. <laughs> for the the thing with the guy in the place. Yeah. Why can't I think of it? I don't know. Um basketball. No. Uh, Prom. Blog. Yes. I have our first um, done. Yeah. Okay. Good. We got some research to do. We got some talking to do. Thanks for listening. This has been Say What You Mean podcast. Say what you mean. Me. 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 Bye. Me. 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 Don't depend on me to ever follow through on anything, but I go through hell for you, and I haven't been this scared in a long time, and I'm so unprepared. So here's your Valentine. Melody, this world's an ugly place, but you're so beautiful to me.